Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Welcome back. This is the next topic in demands of discipleship. That's God's demands on us. And He has demands on us by the way we behave and our attitude. So, this topic is a topic of humility. Okay, Humility gets a bad rap. And it gets a bad rap because of this. Anytime you hear the word humility, uh, it sounds like, well, humiliation. And humiliation brings all kinds of mental pictures of horrible things. Uh, people making fun of you and calling you names and telling you you're worthless and showing all of the errors that you've done to everyone else. That's, unfortunately, the negative idea that we get from humiliation, right? Now, the biblical idea, though, the biblical idea is a little different than that. Now, I mentioned before that uh, there's two sides to this coin, all right? And let's take the word humiliation and walk it back to the word humility and then walk that word back to the term humble, all right? Humble does not mean weak. Humble does not mean weak. I never will forget years ago I, I had the really great opportunity to study with a fantastic Christian man who was Japanese and he was from Japan obviously but he was a karate teacher at a YMCA in the states in Texas and he had like just come from Japan, and a very strong Christian man, which is, just given the demographic makeup of Japan, is kind of unusual in some ways, but the, the he was just an extremely strong Christian man, he's wonderful, and his karate was scary, scary good. Uh, so... This man had actually studied from a student of a student who invented Shorinru karate. And so he was really good. Now, the thing that impressed me, though, was just his attitude. First of all, somebody with that amazing quality, all right, could have had his own system of schools. I mean, Numerous sites in the U.S. making tons of money. I mean, really, he could have. Uh, and he didn't do that. He chose not to do that. And uh, he chose to teach at the YMCA. And the YMCA charged a pretty nominal fee, to be very honest. I think way back in the Stone Age, it was like $25 a month. Which is, for the quality of of teaching you were getting was a, 
I mean, almost like free. So, so the thing is, though, is he was fantastic. Uh, he was humble. And it was his attitude. And what he used to describe, though, and, and this was something I always remember, he would describe to us the difference in a Okinawan Japanese-slash-Japanese karate master all right, versus a Western karate master from the States. And he did it in his own broken English because, I mean, he'd only been in the United States like a couple of years. But he would say, yes, he said, he said, in America, America, they say, I am karate man. Oh, look at me, I am karate man. And then he would say, in Okinawa, in, in Japan, they would sit on the park bench and have their stick, you know, walking stick maybe, old karate master. You would never know. They would never tell you. But they would be master. You know. So I, I always found that kind of interesting. And I really think that, that kind of drives home the idea of what's God looking for. All right. So God is not looking for someone who beats themselves over the head and and puts themselves down. That's not the idea. The idea is that you understand who God is and you respect him for that. Uh I've mentioned before God resists pride in anything but him. <laughs> and uh, I think uh, the Apostle Paul mentioned, hey, if I'm going to you know, pride myself, I'm going to pride myself on all the horrible stuff that happened to me that may be closer to Jesus. But here's the thing. God resists pride. He resists it actively. Condemns it, condones it, and curses it. No matter who you are. If you say you belong to him and you got pride, he's going to get you for it. If you don't belong to him and, you, and you're prideful, it's going to happen. <laughs> God resists pride. There's a quote from James um, in James 4, 6. And it says, and this, of course, is the Apostle James saying, But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but... Giveth grace unto the humble. That's obviously King James. So, a slight paraphrase is, is God's given grace, but he resists pride. But he'll give grace to the humble. What is grace? Grace is God's unmerited favor. God wants to bless you. He wants to bless you. He can't bless you if you've got pride in the way. Now, in 1 Peter 5.5, 5, here's Peter talking. And Peter, God bless him, he had this thing, you know, if, he, if you were going to say, you know, it looked like he was kind of edging on pride in certain areas. Maybe so, I don't know. But here's the thing. I mean, he was very outspoken. But Peter says, likewise... You who are younger, 
be subject to elders. He's not saying slave subjugation. He's saying, listen to these people. They've just been there. They've been there ahead of you. And then he continues, clothe yourself, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. And of course, this is the same situation James is talking about. Then 1 Peter 5, 6, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, and cast all casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. All right. This is a very important thing. God wants to lift up the people who lift him up. I'm going to say it one more time because it's super important. God wants to lift up the people who are lifting him up. Now, what that means is you're focusing the attention on God and not yourself. And a, a, a minister that I've listened to for a long time mentioned this definition of humility. Humility is not thinking less of yourself it's thinking less about yourself and more about God and other people so it's not putting yourself down doesn't have to be that it's not a, it's not that at all we ought to feel good about who we are and our skin with God with your relationship to God and who and God making you Biblically, who God says we are. I ought to feel good about that. Now the issue is lifting him up. Why is that a demand for discipleship? That is a demand for discipleship because... God can't go any further unless you have that attitude. Why? Because he resists pride. You absolutely hamstring him. You shut off the Holy Spirit's ability to work with you if you're full of yourself. So, First, of course, we mentioned trust. And now we're talking about humility. Now, in humility, you know, what, what kind of thing are we looking for? You know, what, what, what's God, what kind of behavior is God looking for? Well, some of it would start with the idea that you need to look for good things in other people and lift those things up, all right? You don't have to make stuff up. That's not, what's, that's, that's not what we're getting at. If, if somebody's acting like a jerk, then, wow, you act like a jerk really good. No, uh, but everyone has something that they're good at. Everyone. Something. 
always something that that they can do even if they think they they don't they just there's something there that they've never thought of before lifting that up in other people that that is important and when someone does something that God approves of and by the how do you know that because it lines up with his word right being charitable to someone else that is fantastic. See, that's 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 godly. That's the kind of behavior God's looking for. I never will forget. It was this race. It was it was uh, an Olympic, not an Olympic event, but uh, a national event. It was a, a sports competition. They were racing, and there were. Of course, several racers on the track that were just all out, giving everything they had. And then one guy got a cramp. I mean, a bad one. And it cra- he crashed. He just crashed on the track. And I remember one of the other opponents stopping, turning around, and going back to pick that guy up. And to help him get to the finish line. That. Now you can say, hey, that's good sportsmanship. Okay, if you want to call that. But that's humility. That's what that is. I mean, that's it. And also... I've heard of stories of uh, of of kiddos, of kids, uh, young uh, kids in their in their early teens, doing projects and taking the money and donating it to causes. Both in you know, I've heard of heard of kids in the UK doing that, uh, kids in. The U.S. doing that. I'm sure there's many other occasions all over the world. But that is humility. When they could be spending that money on something else, you know, that they that they would like to have, you know, a bike or something. But they, they use that to help feed homeless people, to help causes. See, that's humility, now you might you might think, well, I don't know, that sounds like charity. Well, yeah, because a lot of these things will flow into each other. And that's why there are demands for discipleship. God has to demand for us to be humble. He has to do that because unless we put him first, it it totally hamstrings. It totally uh messes up everything else he's trying to do for us. So, when you think that humility sounds like a nasty word, you know, just think of that. If nothing nothing else, just pick a moment that you saw someone do something fantastic for someone else. And then keep that in your mind. And here's one to think about. Jesus when he was in heaven, had 
everything. 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 And he humiliated himself by setting aside his powers of godhood to come be here and be broke and poor and work like a dog because that's what they did in carpentry, believe me. And go through everything we do because he cared more about us than he did about how he felt about his godhood. That's beyond description. Words fail me on that. So God cares. He does. If he didn't, he never would have sent Jesus. He would have just wiped this blooming planet clean and started over again. But he didn't. So, with that in mind, again, I want you to keep on keeping on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. If you would like to support this ministry, then please go to Patreon under L.A. Blackburn. May God bless every effort you make to do His will in His Word.